Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. This is Rachel McElroy. Hi, it's Griffin McElroy. You may know us from things. <laughs> well, mostly Griffin from things and me from one thing. Listen, it, what we're doing right now is an experiment in service journalism. Because nobody's out there talking about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or The Bachelor in Paradise or God Rest His Merry Soul, um, Bachelor Pad. I bet the you fat family of products. You haven't even heard of these shows that we're mentioning right now. Unless you are like fifty-five years old, that's probably the, the the market that they shoot for, don't you think? No, no, I think it's twenty-something-year-old single girls. That no, that can't possibly be true. No, because that that's who's on. You're confused. That's who's on the show. But the people who are watching it are 30 years older than the people on the show, and they're looking at it, going like, "Yeah, that's how young people do it." But young people don't watch that show and go like, "Yeah, that is how we do it." Did you guys see this crazy new show? And it's like a complete like replication of how we do things. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Um, we should. What should we talk about? Should we talk about our history with the show, or we should talk about what the show is? Should we talk about the name of our show? Because we were trying to figure it out. Okay. We were in the kitchen earlier, and you were dropping like so many like gut busters <laughs> on me that I like. I was like, "Don't waste all these right now while we're in the kitchen. Nobody's hearing us except our kitty Cecil." Um, we'll we'll get into more what the show is about, but uh, it's safe to say that roses play a big role in how the show works, and so we were trying to come up with clever rose things. Um, How about the Rose Bowl? The Rose Bowl. Of podcasts. (laughs) How about a big pile of roses? Um, I I suggested Kiss from a Rose, uh, and then when The Bachelor is not airing, we could turn it into a seal fan cast. Okay. Um, Now that's fun. Can you give me any, like, a sampling of, like, let's start over, and I'll sort of take the back seat and let you take the lead on this, and you sort of give me, like, break me off a piece of what are the, like, the seal summer episodes are going to taste like. Um, I mean... Just start, like, like, start a podcast. This is Kiss from a Rose, the seal fan cast. I'm Rachel McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. And today we're going to talk about, um, you know, who's he with? Because uh, it's not Heidi Klum anymore. Okay, that's one epi- That's one episode. Right. Crazy that you would like start the series out <laughs> like that. Like, hey, here's a guy I'm really passionate about. His name is Seal. And um, I'm sure you're wondering, <laughs> who's he with? Not like wh- why he's culturally important um, and what he like contributed to the Batman and Robin movie. Most of what our topics would be, I think, could be solved through a Wikipedia page. Uh, but... Yeah, we would need to bring something more than that. We would need yeah. to do our own like firsthand research, like get on LexisNexis and like look up some peer reviewed research on on Seal, like go a layer deeper than Wikipedia would provide. Maybe each episode, Seal versus Seal, it's we talk about whether Seal the artist is better than a particular famous Seal that See, we know in Hollywood. Yes, a good podcast is all about <laughs> segments. Um, you got that one movie that had the seal in it, and it was, they had the little girl, and I think the seal wore a raincoat, and they... It was Andre, right? Andre the seal giant, and <laughs> I think they did burglaries? I don't know anything about this show. I just it was a movie. I just remember a it, seal. It was a movie. They couldn't get a whole show. And Andre. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Uh, uh, I mean, the name of the show and all the other stuff was bad, but I feel like what we just said was funny, and it lasted like three minutes, so... <laughs> Uh, we'll come up with a title later. That's what they do with all the best shows. They okay. didn't come up with the name for Cheers until like four episodes in. Before it was just called Untitled Norm Project. Mm-hmm. When uh, all the bar patrons clinked their glasses together and said, Cheers! The show was originally Come Pie. Okay. Um, so, do you want to talk about the show? Kind of the structure of... It's not- a very important show for me and mm-hmm. for you. You got me mm-hmm. watching it a few years back. You are like, you check out this guy... I was like, that guy looks like a complete doucher. And you're like, yeah, he does. His name's Ben Flajanic. <laughs> this um, was this was 2012. I have actually been watching the show since 2010, and early in my okay, relationship. Okay, well, that's a two year leg up. You don't have to like. <laughs> early in my relationship with Griffin, I said, "Hey, there's this reality show I watch. I'm a little embarrassed that I watch it. Yeah, you can, as you should be, as we all should be. Yes, you can watch an episode or two with me. I'm not committing you, and then you can decide whether or not we continue. Yeah. Um, and that was the season with Ben Fuljanic. Fuljanic. 
Uh, and wine. Can we call him Wine Man? <laughs> wine Man Ben. Oh no, better nickname. Oh my dad. Oh my dad. Mm-hmm. And Courtney Robertson, who ended up winning the season. Um, the the show works. Probably an unconventional first season watch, right? Like you can't. Yeah. But you're probably too far removed to like appreciate that that was my first season watching the show, where like the biggest villain ever with like the biggest douche or wine boy. Oh my dad. Ever. And then they ended up together at the end of it. And you're like, hey, cool romance no, show. You know, you say that. But in 2010, the season I watched with Jake and Vienna, Vienna was very much the Courtney of that season. Oh, see, OK. I guess um, it's not that uncommon. Well, yeah, I think traditionally every season there's a villain. Usually they don't make it as far as these girls did. But, OK. Um, but yeah, so so I'll say it started with The Bachelor um now there's bachelorette and, and bachelor in paradise and and r.i.p bachelor pad um do you think there's people listening to this who don't watch the shows like i i get that there are people out there who are just like so hungry for internet content oh god oh god oh god give me the content give me the content give me the content they don't care what it's about we're talking about we could be talking about stock car racing right now and people I, I probably think this first episode we will get people that are not familiar with the show okay um and then they will stop listening so then we won't have to do it anymore. Well, but. thanks thanks for your support, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, so the so the um, oh sorry everybody, Me- pe- media gaff. The people at ABC select a person that is very attractive and very in shape. Um, usually a fucking loser bum from a previous season. Usually white. And this person will usually be in their late twenties. Yeah, and they will be desperate to find a spouse, and they will bring on. I don't know about desperate to find a spouse. Like anybody who has been on this show in the lead role could get a a, a suitor. Otherwise. Anybody that goes on this show could get a suitor. I think. Yeah, I would just be careful with the word desperate. You know what I mean? Like Ben, this season's Ben, not oh my dad douche Ben. To take your, and I'm going to use a word that's popular on the show, to take your, quote, journey yeah. on national television, I would argue you have to be pretty desperate. No way. No way. The, desperate maybe for, to be televised. Desperate to be, desperate to have, like, everything yeah. they say be broadcast to a cast, to, to, to a viewership of millions. But it's not like Ben is struggling for trim. It's not like it's <laughs> going to be, I can't wait to touch a boob this season for the first time ever. Yahoo! That's fair. Um... I wonder what they feel like. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'm sorry I'm so sweaty. He was a very sweaty man. That that's is, that's that just his disposition. That's fair to say about him. Um, and, and so then they bring on, what is it, like 28, I think, has been the most? Right. A slaver named Chris Harrison. <laughs> yes, the host. Abducts uh, a little bit less than 30 people from all around the country. Yes. Um, of the opposite gender, which is close-minded, um, of the then the Bachelor and Bachelorette, and then they bring them all together into one just wacky house, yep. and um, and then they compete for love, and they get whittled down in just like a brutal bloodletting ceremony at the end of each uh, episode, or sometimes at the beginning of the next episode. ABC, you fucks. Well. Yes, there, there's a lot of carryover cliff. That was all last season. Last yeah. season, you didn't get a single in-episode rose ceremony. You're no. the worst, ABC. But you're also the best. Thank you for this gift. Um, and, and when you say compete, I mean, it is quite literally competition, which is what makes it so interesting. Everybody lives in the same house, and then they go on these either group dates or yeah. one-on-one dates. And often they are calculated so that... These people have to compete in ridiculous stunts. Yeah. And it didn't used to be, did it? Like, no. Even in the, t- the few years I've been watching the show, like, it has gone full-blown. Like, every episode is a fucking double-dare physical challenge. Yeah, exactly. It's like a relay race, and they have to pick things up with their mouth. I really and- liked Sean because he sumo-wrestled the other man so good, and he was really funny and a good sport of it. Like, that's how you win those challenges, by the way. Well, this is probably going to be a recurring segment in this podcast is the Bachelor Bachelorette Pro Tip. If you're in one of those challenges, just fucking grin and bear it. Nobody wants yeah. to be there sumo wrestling. Nobody wants to like have their balls all crushed up in like a, a you know a sumo towel or whatever yeah. they're called, and then like get manhandled by a big old dude. Or, but just smile about it, and then you'll win the day. That's easy. Or or stage a struggle. Yeah, 
and then pull the bachelor or bachelorette aside and say, I'm really having a hard time with this challenge. It reminds me of a deep childhood trauma I have Ooh, that yeah. I'm going to share with you. Oh, that's a slam dunk, and too. And then enjoy the challenge. There it is. You'll get that rose. Yes, you will get that sure. rose. Or do what Joe did and just pop one nut out. <laughs> get one nut out of your sumo towel. <laughs> Joe, that everybody assumed was funny just because he was willing to be nude. Yeah, just, I mean, you pop one nut out, it doesn't make you, you know, doesn't make you Yahoo Everybody serious. Everybody thought he was a funny party guy. Right. He was not. Put your nut away. He yeah, cough smearing off. Nobody yes. wants to see that today. <laughs> you remember when he tried to be a villain in Bachelor in Paradise? He can't be a villain. Yokel. Get that nut out. <laughs> yeah, he did not have the skill or strategy to be a villain. No, you're good at one thing, and that's getting a nut out. <laughs> are you? Are you desperately trying to get me to say nut? On this podcast. I specifically want you to say the string of words, <laughs> get a nut out, Joe. I, I will not. Okay. will not do that. Although that could be the name of our podcast. And then get I that. Get, <laughs> hi, everybody. Welcome to Get That Nut Out. <laughs> Each week, we discuss which Bachelor or Bachelorette contestant we would like to get a nut out. Or just has gotten a nut out. Or has. Just sort of a historical <laughs> retelling of nut out. Um, so, yeah, they, they whittle them down. There's a few uh, things that are in every season. Once they get down to, like... Half half the cast is gone. They start going to foreign foreign countries, mm-hmm. except for uh, Chris. Chris didn't leave the country. Did no, he? no. Chris wanted a real down to earth girl that had no ambitions whatsoever. Had not left the country. Yeah, he, he thought if you left the country, you were a foreigner and you sh- you don't belong here anymore. America's great. If you leave it once, that's it. You're done. I think he was nervous. They leave the country. They recognize more than ever before that iowa is really absolutely the last place they want to move to yeah um yes that's a good point if they had gone to like barcelona and then come back to iowa it would have been like well (laughs) shit this is like this seems really rough now um so yeah they go to international destinations they go to uh once they get down to four they do hometowns yes they do hometowns at four people left three people left they go to the fantasy suites which Mm -hmm. is where ben's gonna feel his first and excuse me, I don't want to get blue, but it's first titty. <laughs> um, and then they get down to two, and then whoever performed the best in the fantasy suites. As I understand it, that's the metric they use to pick the winner of the two. Well, and and to be fair... Whoever did the most stuff in the fantasy suite, I mean. that I mean, that is probably 70%. But 30% is they've actually already known and have known who they're going to pick yeah. for like seven weeks and they're just going through the motions to get their wedding and, you know, fancy ring paid for by ABC. Sure. Or they just need to get, as, as is more often the case, just looking at, like, the numbers of who has worked out in these shows and who has not. Um, more likely, they're just trying to get through this thing. Oh, my God. Let's just get through this season because I'm not going to marry any of these people. Let's just finish yeah. my contractually obligated episodes and then be done, and then we'll do a little song and dance. You know, we sound really cynical about the show. I love this show with every fiber of my being. Yeah, baby. and I don't think either of us is actually especially cynical. I would say every season there is a particular matchup that we get really invested in. Yes, and I'll tell you what makes me cynical is Emily and Jeff with yes. one S. That's That was the first time I had my heart broken. Because Jeff rolled into my fucking heart on a skateboard. Literally. Threw it into yes. my fucking mm-hmm. bushes. And then he just walks away. You can't just walk away. She's got a kid. They, I've got a kid. Little Ricky. Little Ricky's my kid too. They they went on a date. It was one of their like European adventures, and they both had marionettes for some reason. And Do they did a little this? puppet play. Yeah. And like, oh god. They were standing in this huge ballroom with these little marionettes, and they were making their little marionettes talk to each other and be themselves. It was so wonderful. And I just thought these two are going to make They're it forever. So in love. That moment was so wonderful. To quote RuPaul's Drag Race, another show that we should do a different <laughs> podcast about. I flooded my basement. <laughs> uh. And yeah, and they didn't work out. And I would say every season, part of us always thinks this time they're going to work out. When Whitney rolled up to the scene in Chris Soul's season, I was like, winner, right there, drafted her, winner, there she is, drafted yeah. her, she was the winner. And and I was so happy for him. Now, see, didn't you, quite make it, though, did it? You just casually said drafted her. We haven't talked about the fantasy draft, which I don't know that we can get into. I'm sorry, I meant that in like old timey, I drew her um, in a... Uh, my, like my drafting pad 
I did a drawing of her in my drafting pad to just try and capture her beauty. Uh, but, but yeah, we also do a fantasy draft where we pick particular contestants that we think are going to be successful and or bring us a lot of points. There's a whole scoring system. It's not really worth going into. Our friend Chris Plant. It's absolutely Plant, worth going into. Our friend Chris, Chris Plant wrote an article about this. We've, we've both tweeted it. You can, you, you can, can find read it. all about it. I Facebooked it. I don't know if I tweeted it. God, I'm a bad friend. Yeah. I'll tweet it right now. Uh, do you want to talk about the first episode that we watched on Monday? Uh, I think it'd be important to do that. Like, I think we've done a lot of good groundwork here. Um, I think that we have a, a nice opportunity here to, like, get people on board with The Bachelor right now. Like, start start the yeah. season with us. Watch it. Experience it with us. We have to, Yeah, we should. Yeah, you're not behind. You can watch this first episode on ABC's website or on Hulu uh, and catch up. Um this first episode, you get to meet Ben, who is The Bachelor, who... I mean, you already met him. I, well, yeah. I already know this dude like the back of my hand. That's the other thing about this franchise is that they will pick their next big star from the previous season. So they have the lock of fans already knowing who they are and being invested and already getting all over social media and saying that's who they want. So Ben is from Caitlyn's season. He is very white bread. Um, but That's kind of a mean thing to say. Well... I can't think of a single thing about him that makes him different from anybody else. His name's Ben. I mean, we. <laughs> I'm just saying he's only like the second or third guy named Ben who's been the star of the show. So the last guy wasn't named Ben. He was named Chris. And, in the, and the guy before episode, him was named Juan Pablo. And that's a far cry from Ben. The first episode, we go to his hometown. We meet his parents. We see that he was a footballman. Uh, and I, he sells software and he's 27, 28. I think he's younger than me. I think he's 27. 27. Ugh. Um, and that is all we know about him. He does. His allude, hair is short and dark. And the last guy's hair was kind of lighter and a bit longer. He does allude to having been hurt before. And, and in the previous season, we learned that he worried at one time that he was unlovable. Which is ridiculous. Like, no, no, dude. No, look at you. <laughs> like, I don't... I, everybody's got their own, like, bag of tricks tucked away inside of them. And I don't want to be, like, the kind of person who'd be like, you're handsome, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. But Ben... No, he's a very good-looking man. Rachel! <laughs> but not not remotely funny. Babe! From what I can tell. Oh, good. Oh, that works. So you've got that. Oh, cool. <laughs> and my name's not Ben, so... Yeah, you've got a two-syllable name. Got all kinds of ways to separate me and him. Yeah. But other than that, we're basically the same, right? No, you're wonderful. Um, Listen... I'm not a crazy. I'm not crazy about Ben, but the well, bachelor. The bachelor, like there hasn't been. Has there been like a good bachelor? Like other than Sean, who developed really nicely, like a like a nice uh, like a nice cheese. Well, and Sean didn't even seem particularly good during his season. No, but now he's kind of a goofball. Yeah, now he's kind of publicly an interesting character. I, maybe is there a strategic reason that ABC would do that? That would make their star kind of bland. Except for well, it blew up in their face with Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo wasn't bland. Are you kidding me? No, that's true. Juan Pablo was set up to be, Juan Pablo, we were all rooting for you to be like this dynamic and exciting individual that the show had never like had before. And then you ended up being the shittiest dude. Because we had this conversation about Caitlyn. We loved Caitlyn. Yeah. During the previous season. Everyone did. And then when she became the Bachelorette, at least for those first few episodes... She was she was not the person that we had come to. Well, know. that was all editing. Like, I, yeah, I, I, th- I think you can make an argument like, why edit somebody to be less interesting? Well, because her arc during that season wasn't the interesting girl. It was like ABC, like slut shaming the hell out of her, yeah. and like that was the arc of the season at that point. And then like the the oh. the really poorly conceived love triangle. But like you saw that like after the credits shit in every episode, like she was doing goofy shit. That's the Caitlyn I wanted, not the I had sex one time during the show that was not in like the designated sex episode abc (laughs) and so like that has to be like the entire arc of my narrative for this season no that's a good point last season was gross and it almost made me stop watching the show it was it was but i don't think i'll ever stop watching and last season i ethically had like a i should probably stop this thing 
I should I should I should probably hop off this wagon. Like Juan Pablo was gross because he was like a gross dude. Yeah. Um, but it this went beyond the like individual grossness and it, the the machine uh, revealed itself to me. Yeah. They turned it around a little bit, but there were there was like a ugh. It got kind of yucky there for a while. No, it definitely did because this is supposed. I mean, obviously, it's not the real world, but it's supposed to be real world people. But they don't allow them to exist as a normal person would exist, where you would actually want to be intimate with somebody prior intimate, to getting engaged to and or being the day before you get engaged. You, well, you, you know, use I that keep it dirty clean. talk. You know, what <laughs> I keep it clean. Uh, but then you follow that up. The next, the very next thing in their family of products in the schedule is Bachelor in Paradise, where I yeah. watched a dude <laughs> get his dong jerked off in a hot tub. That was Joe. Joe. He got a nut out, didn't he? He literally... He literally got a nut out. (laughs) Uh, Ah, Joe. Joe. Anyway, the show can be very gross sometimes. Yes. Uh, Why did we start talking about that? Oh, we were talking about... The origins of Ben. Yeah, we were talking about I think we'll learn more about Ben during this season. No, and I think maybe ABC sets it up that way of like, we want you to fall in love with Ben as the girls do. By which um, you mean, like, let us learn a single thing about him, yeah. other than the fact that he's been hurt before and he's never felt abreast. <laughs> uh, so, so what happens that first night? All the ladies come out of a limo and introduce themselves and usually have a particular gimmick so that they are memorable because, after all, there are over 20 of them. And they could potentially get sent home that night. We mentioned Rose's only, like, sort of constant rule. Except for that last episode. That last episode, you want the ring. Every other episode, you want that rose. You get mm-hmm. the rose, you're safe. You don't get a rose, you go home. And there's a thing called first impression rose, where if you have a, a fun gimmick when you get out of the car, or most of the time if you just have like a deep convo with the with the main B, um, uh, then then you get to keep. You get the first impression rose, and you get to stay. It's sort of a big badge of honor, right? Like, you, what what were you saying about how like the person who gets the first impression rose doesn't usually win the show? Yeah, there was just statistically, I think in the past, maybe only two people in the like, I don't know, 30 seasons of this show that have gotten the first impression rose have ever yeah. been picked at the end. Um, I forget the season I watch. In, in almost every season, like everybody comes in, they it's fine. They go inside, they have drinks, they all talk to each other for like fifteen seconds at a time, and then the 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 bachelor or bachelorette like makes the decision, gives the rose out. I forget the season. I want to say it was Chris Souls, like during the limo exits, like as a girl came out and said hi, he was like, wait right here, went inside, got the rose, gave it to her. Yeah, right there on I the think spot. that was Chris Baller move. And I was hoping we would see something like that from from Ben, but. No such luck. No, no, not at all. Kind of dragged his heels a little bit. Um, So let me just really quickly go through some of the gimmicks, Uh uh, because we took notes. Yeah, some of the good characters. And these notes were for tactical purposes. Yeah, because we had to pick our team for the year. Um, I think I'll start with Brienne, who brought out the basket of bread. And then, like, beat the shit out of a loaf of bread because she is gluten-free? Yeah, she's a fitness enthusiast and thought the best way to make a first impression was to come up with a basket of bread that Ben thought, oh, hey, thanks for the snack. And she said, no. No. Gluten is the worst. Gluten, I think she said gluten is the devil. Yeah, that, that sounds and what right. Do, and then she was like, and what do we do with the devil? And Ben was like, I don't know. That's like a crazy, what do we do with the devil? That's like a crazy question. And she was like, oh, we, we break it over a fountain. We like hit the fountain with it really hard until the bread falls apart. Yeah. And 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 I understand wanting to be memorable, but I don't understand how this revealed anything about her personality other than she is a psychopath. Brienne went the fuck home, which is like good. She did. Yeah. And the funniest part was when she came into the mansion with her basket and everyone's like, oh, did you bring snacks? And she's like, no. No, no, no. Gluten's the devil. And what do we do with the devil? <laughs> we beat it. That's right. That's right, Jubilee. Um, oh, yeah, we'll get to Jubilee. Uh, Izzy uh, came in footy pajamas, and she said, quote, you're the onesie for me. I thought that was cute. She went the fuck home, too, didn't she? She though? also went home. Roseless. Yeah. Roseless. Because most of these girls are wearing um, evening gowns. Yes. And To so... show off that sweet, sweet treasure that Ben has never experienced before. Yeah. And I, and I should also say, I'm going to keep saying girls, and I'm sorry about that. That's not me. You know, we'll try and do better about I, it. I, 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 if I have to say women, then I will. I'll say women. Uh, Jackie 
arrived. You're saying it affectionately. Like, these are my girls. Yeah, like yeah. I, I understand that, too. That's why I call, like, all, all the boys no, on the show it's, my it's, boys. It's, a, it's like a hashtag squad thing for me. Okay. Uh, Jackie brought a wedding invite with her name on it and Ben's name on it. And, that was a power play. And the date, I'm guessing, of the finale? She just estimated... I don't, I don't know where she got that date from. I remember it said March, and I remember thinking, how Holy did she... shit, did we draft Jackie? How oh, did... my God, we drafted Jackie. We did. Well, we were we were late. That was our third-round pick. Yeah, yeah, not great. Um, I don't feel especially good about our chances this season. That's fine. For me, I like the show more than the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else had a hot... Had a hot exit. Uh, Laura, who is the only red-haired girl this season, came out and said, quote, people call me Red Velvet. Which, and he was like, yeah, I'll call you that. Yeah, it was a strange... Aunt Laura. Yeah. Bye. Sent you packing, didn't he? Well, yeah. there, there were four Laurens on the show this season. Yes. Um, and he couldn't have, like... He could track those, right? Like, if you have four Laurens, that's a nice, like, round number of Laurens. Yeah. And then you toss a Laura on that, and it just gets confusing. Because, like, is one of the four Laurens a Laura? Is the Laura one of the four Laurens? Yeah, there are, not only are there four Laurens, there are two with the last initial B. So there is a Lauren this year that has elected to go by LB. And can you imagine that conversation <laughs> the producers had to have, like, sit you down, like, listen. Only one of you can be Lauren B. Yeah. How did they decide that? They had to, like, flip a coin, right? There's no way this woman is called LB. Because that, you know what that means? Fucking pound. That means pound. That mean, that is shorthand for pounds. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. No way yeah. is a person going to be called that. No, she set herself up for, like, some mean jokes. Like, some mean, mean jokes. Yeah, there's no way this person went by LB. She was sat down like, oh, yeah, welcome to the show. By the way, you're LB now. Good luck competing with that handicap. That's a shame. Um... One of the Laurens, Lauren R., was the one that came up and she appeared to be a little intoxicated, which is another thing you'll see a lot on this show, is people being a little bit drunk, but nobody acknowledging it because it is a constant in the show. Yeah. And she kind of slurred a little bit and said, come find me later. I have something special to show you. And did not, I think, introduce herself. I don't think oh, she yeah, ever didn't found say out her name. name. But... In her defense, he could have just assumed her name was Lauren. Yeah, no, at that point. You're you're looking at a four in 28. So what is that? One in seven chance that mm-hmm. the, the person you are looking at, the woman you're looking at, her name is Lauren. Yeah. And he had not met four Laurens up to that point. So really, you should have deduced. And what's the thing of like the let's make a deal where like if you have three doors and you pick one of them and then one of the doors is taken away and you know that the prize isn't behind that one, you should change your mind absolutely when you just have the two doors left. Like at that point, he had reduced the number of women that were there. He assumes... I'm saying mathematically, she's definitely 100% Lauren. And she was. She went home, though, didn't she? She did go, yeah. So now we only have three Laurens. Never got to find out what her secret surprise was. Did did we? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. At a certain point in the night, the night they stop showing you the names of the contestants, and they just do kind of a quick run-through of, of interactions that have happened. And so you don't really know if you're seeing the people again, because, oh, they all look alike, which yeah. is part of it. But, but same rule applies to us. There's a fucking embarrassment of Laurens. <laughs> There's a murder of Lauren's. You can just assume that it was a Lauren that did the thing. What was her surprise? What was her secret? I, I don't know. I gotta know. Let's hypothesize. Know. She, maybe she had a full cut. Maybe she pirated the Independence Day sequel we, well, here's and a clue. had like a full movie on hand. A clue. We know her career involves something with social media. Tumblr too. Tumblr too. Still tumbling. Oh, was she the one that said she stalked him on social media? I I have a That's note. That's a bad surprise. I have a note that says social media, which makes me wonder if that was the one who admitted to looking him up on Instagram and Facebook. Bad secret. That's why you came in fourth place of the Lawrence. Yeah, I know. You don't... lost the Lauren race. The one I liked a lot and you weren't especially excited about was Leah. Leah. I thought you were going to say Rachel. Like, really? No. Leah came out, hiked a football. And when he caught it, said, uh, I knew you were a catch. And I like that. I mean, that was okay. But what I liked most was his reaction. Because as soon as he held that what football. What fucking crazy thing did he say? He was something like, this, 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 this is, is my comfort. or like This is my comfort mechanism. Or like, this is when I, when I feel comfortable. This is my mind palace. And he really did look noticeably more relaxed just holding that mm, football. My pigskin resort. And I just thought, and then later in the episode, <laughs> mm, my my ovular hot tub, mm. <laughs> my my stitch face lover, mm. uh, later in my the ep- security brown ball. <laughs> later in the episode, they show him playing catch again. Like that was her thing. She realized, like we are always going to have this moment. 
mm-hmm. where you like football and I happen to have a football. And your little pockmarked buddy. <laughs> it's good to see a football. Let's go into, I mean, uh, 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 Lauren? Lee, Laurelia? How many times is he going to call a woman by the wrong name in this season and just like, Lauren? Just throw up a yeah, Lauren. Yeah, yeah, no, you definitely have to throw up a Lauren. Um, Although yeah. LB will know. Yeah, yeah, You're not yeah. talking to me. You didn't say LB. Um, yeah, actually, if you say, if you call LB Lauren, she disappears like a genie. That's how you set her free. Um, yeah, I wasn't crazy about Leah. She got snatched up by our friends Cassie and Johnny in round two, which I was fine with. It was a toss-up between her or Lace, right? Or no, Lauren H. is who we ended up with. God, there's so many fucking Laurens on this show. We even talk about Lace. Lace... Lace becomes the villain in this first episode, and, and the exciting thing about her is that she comes out of the limo, says, close your eyes, and then kisses him Booyah. and says, I wanted to be the first kiss. Which, if genders were reversed, would be like a real, real sleazy A move. really, really, like, disastrous, illegal, bad, bad move. I mean, and still is is pretty sleazy. Yeah, it sucks. Especially since, like, his whole thing is like, I don't want to kiss any of the women yeah. this Which season they until know. I get to... To be fair, the the girls did not know that. Yeah, but that's why we don't do that shit in real life. That's why I don't walk up to people and kiss them in real life. Be like, you gotta fucking tell me she didn't want to kiss anybody today. God, now I feel like an asshole. No, that is true. That The show... Now what's interesting, I think, about the show is that people come on aware of the history of the franchise. And so they just think certain things were okay. Like, oh, you're you're going to want to make out with me because that's why you're here. That's why we're all here. Yeah. And Ben makes very clear to Lace later in the night, like, hey, I, I'm not going to jump into that. Uh, which is a really uncomfortable moment on this television show yeah. because everybody's expecting it. Like, you want to be among the first to get those smooches because they are going to be everywhere. Chris Souls was a fucking yeah. smooch machine, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, boy, smooch all the time. Women would come to his like his private little getaway and would like just smooch him on his bed. Yeah. Smooch him on his bed. <laughs> ben has never done that in his life. No. No, Ben is... Ben has never gotten a smooch on his bed except from his mommy at night-night time. <laughs> And Chris was doing that with all kinds of women. Like they that were all may be his how he's been hurt time. before. Maybe may- he's been hurt before because women have tried to smooch, smooch him. him in the, in the bedtime. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This is just for my mommy." <laughs> That's a great. I hadn't even thought about that. So, like to continue the metaphor during this last season of Bachelor in Paradise, we watched Joe get a smooch at bedtime in the hot tub. <laughs> is that just what we're going to call being intimate he now? Got, he got a smooch out. Okay. He got a nuts. <laughs> oh, no, that's oh, so that's much the worse. the worst possible combination so of the things. Uh, I just I really quickly want to go through. Megan brought a pony. Fuck yeah, she did. That pony was the MVP. That pony was the goat. You remember that pony stepped on a woman's dress? And yes. she was like, excuse me, you're standing on my dress. Like, that's a pony. It doesn't know what you're saying. And, and Megan was appropriately cocky about it. Because she was like, oh, what? There's twins here? Whatever. I got we a pony. We didn't talk about the yeah, twins. Yeah, there's twins. There's there's two girls that are And all of the women were like, how day. are we going to compete with the twins? Like, how are you going to, like, are you thinking, like, hi, Ben, and we know you're not going to smooch anybody this season, but do you want to make love to us two sisters at the same time? Like, is that what, like, people think twins do? Like, They attractive- seem to be playing that up. No, no, no. They seem to be like, no, hey, no. we're twins. No, 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 no. They did not. I disagree. At no point were they like, what happens in twins stays in twins. Oh, not- so then tell me about the time where one of them differentiated themselves from the other by revealing a detail that was unique to her. No, they definitely said we're twins. What I'm saying is that when the when the other one were like, how are we supposed to compete with twins? It's like, it's two people. Like, what do you assume? Like, what is the inherent strength of we're twins? Like, if you and I weren't married and, I'm, like, I was dating sisters, that would be, a, like, if I had the option of dating two sisters or one not sister, I would not date the sisters because that's crazy. You guys are related. But, see, you're pretending like you're not aware of kind of the cultural enthusiasm that men have for twins. That is a, that's like a bizarre fantasy. That's like a bizarre fantasy. First of all, it's gross. Second of all, it's a bizarre fantasy because what siblings are going to be like, yeah, let's party. Yeah, let's do that thing. Like, it doesn't happen. That's crazy. And why would you want that to happen? They're siblings. I just think if I... Fucking weirdo. And it's not going to happen on an ABC show (laughs) where God knows if you have sex before the sex episode, then you're sent to the fucking phantom zone for the rest of the season. Unless you're in Bachelor in Paradise. In which case, like, get your nut 
out. It's episode six and you haven't gotten your nut out? We're running out of time. I just think... This is why Bachelor Pad is canceled, because nobody got their nut out. Is that how you want Bachelor in Paradise to go? To be a nut-free failure? It's sweeps week. I just think if I were Emily or Haley, one of the twins... I would have immediately said, hey, I'm the one that likes softball and old episodes of Murder, She Wrote. And then the other one could be like, oh, I'm more interested in ice hockey and uh, doing macrame. Wow, those sound like two cool women with a lot of neat, <laughs> neat interests. But then you would know, yeah. oh, that's how these twins are different. But, 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 you've said that there's no distinguishing like feature between the two of them. I posit there is a better twin, and I want to do a count to three, and at the count of three, we both say who we think the better twin is, and I guarantee we'll say the better twin. All right. All right. I'll go one, two, three, and then after three, we say it, right? One, two, three, Haley. Okay, I guess not. (laughs) See, do you remember, what are you basing that on? Do you remember anything distinguishing about them? Haley's face is a little bit more symmetrical. I thought Haley was the one who we saw her picture, and we were like, oh, she's going to be trouble. Yeah. And so you're excited about Haley. Yes, although that was before I knew she was a twin. Okay. I can't say, I don't know why my mind works, but when we, when we asked the room, who's the better twin, and like everybody was on Team Haley. I think you're being actually, Emily, to be a little bit contrarian right now. I just think Haley you're looks like trouble. Hip. I like Emily because Haley looks like trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Rachel, uh, who is not me, who is a character on this season, uh, came in on a hoverboard and said that she and it was... And burst into flames and she died. So she didn't get a rose that week because she... <laughs> she said she was on cloud nine, which I think is kind of a strange... Was I... that like a hoverboard-like thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a, I'm hovering as if on a cloud and I am on cloud nine. Okay. Well, hoverboards are illegal. So she didn't actually die, but she should be in jail. Wait, they're illegal? Yeah. Like Amazon doesn't sell them anymore. They're little fucking improvised explosive devices. They're but really, really super if dangerous. You, They're landmines with wheels on them. If you them. are out on a hoverboard, can you get arrested? Yeah. If a police officer sees you, you're endangering everybody around you riding around on that Claymore mine with two wheels on it. It's extremely dangerous. People are dying out there. Oh. They, they don't sell them anymore. They're fucking illegal. They're, they're little crime boxes. Well, we're lucky nothing happened to her on that wet pavement. I know. They wet that pavement down. They get it real, real slick. And then they put you on the most dangerous vehicle that exists. I mean, it's kind of badass, right? Like, I guess if you're Ben and you want, like, a danger lady, you you would be hard-pressed to find somebody I wish she had, like, shot for shot done what Jeff did. Like, she picked up the hoverboard... And threw it. it And then it fucking, like, exploded (laughs) and, like, leveled the second story of the Bachelor Mansion. (laughs) Which looks a little rough. We noticed, like, from the front... Did it? I feel like it's starting to show its wear. Yeah. I mean, the outside, the facade of that is basically like a house that you would see at like a um, like a mini golf course. A lot of like, a lot of like really kind of like shoddy looking plaster work. A lot of stuff that's just kind of Yeah, it off. seems kind of Spanish inspired, but not in a way that was done expensively. Yes. Um, so I think those, those are mostly, I mean, there are some other, there was a girl that came out and spoke Russian. Shoshana? Shoshana. I was into her, but I didn't like... That's your. That can't be your exit. Where it's like, hi. She 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 spoke in Russian the entire time, and her name is Shoshana, which I think is a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful name. If your name mm-hmm. is Shoshana out there, I think it's a beautiful name. But when you speak Russian and you say the name, you say the words, I my hi, my name is Shoshana in Russian. It all kind of sounds like Shoshana a little bit. So it's hard. He couldn't like pick out yeah. what the name was, and he actually was like, oh, thanks. It's nice to meet you, Shoshana, because yeah. he didn't know where name started. No, but she did still get a rose, or no, she didn't. No, she did. She did. She got drafted. She did. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no, from what we know, they did not speak any English to each other. Yeah, I don't think we saw them chat. She still beat several girls. A lot of a lot of women mm-hmm. that I actually, I, uh, so we have a system on the fly where we, you know, put little notes down in that first episode. We used to draft immediately after the limos. Thank God we didn't do that yeah. in this episode because I had like four women that I was like crazy about during their limo exits, that if we had drafted them, like, we would have lost our whole team episode one. Because he sent home some women that I thought were, like, thought were on point. I thought, Red Velvet? Laura? Really? Really? You're gonna send her home? Jennifer? Who you, like, oh, dog, Jennifer, who you ogled in the moonlight, and you can say you didn't, Ben? You can say you didn't, Ben? Wait, did she not get drafted? No, she got... No, look. Oh, she did. She stayed. Okay, she stayed. Moonlight boobs stayed. She got... 
oh, like straight up ogle by Ben, which is like I think that was less from like a sexual point of view and more coming just from like a curiosity, like a like a boy who like there's a lizard that somehow got into his classroom and so he spent the whole day just looking at the lizard, wasn't <laughs> focusing on his homework. Um, he's and- never seen a breast before. I meant. And then, I'm not saying that to make fun of him. I'm saying he's never seen a breast before. How can you be sure? It's just in fiction. In the fiction of this podcast, I'm 100% sure <laughs> okay. Ben doesn't know like what's going on in there, in the shirt zone. Okay. No, I think that's true. And that's totally, totally cool. Yeah. I want to point out that's totally, totally cool. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a rocky road for him going forward because I imagine there will be a lot of swimsuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, when do you think he starts kissing? You know, probably first one-on-one date. I bet he'll get the smooch out. I bet he'll get the smooch out on the one-on-one date. Do you remember when Japes, JP, Juan Pablo was like, I don't want to smooch anybody for a while. Oh, because I have a daughter. To that one woman who had a a child, and he has a daughter, and this woman had a child. What was her name? Lilu. Nope. I don't remember her name, but she's great. She was like everybody's favorite. Um, and he was like, I don't want to kiss you because you have a child and I have a child. And what if our children see? And she was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then like 14 <laughs> seconds later. Yeah. Gosh, what was her name? I don't remember. I don't remember. Either. She was great. Uh, this season. What as, a fucking horrible season though. What a jerk. As, and what as far a as we know right now, there's only one woman and she has two kids. Uh, her name is Amanda and yes. she's a contestant, but that's, that's a thing that happens every season. Another thing that happens every season, there are repeat contestants from previous seasons. So we have Amber and Becca who have both been on seasons of The Bachelor before. I didn't remember Amber at all when she showed up on Bachelor in Paradise. I don't think she lasted very long. I think she was on Chris's she made, No, season. she made it pretty far on Bachelor in Paradise. No, I, but on Chris's season. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Uh, yeah, um, I didn't remember her from Chris's season at all, but she hung in there quite a while in Bachelor in Paradise. Um, but it, I guess it, the the time tested Bachelor in Paradise formula did not work for her. And Becca was actually the runner up on Chris's season. I um, see, and that feels like a new thing, that, a new like piece of wet spaghetti that Bachelor is throwing against the wall because Nick was the runner up in the last season, and then Nick was in Caitlyn's season. Mm-hmm. Nick was the runner up in Andy's season, and then was in Caitlyn's season. So, like, I'm starting to think there's, like, a second-place bonus now that they are trying to codify as an official rule, which would mean that... uh, No, it couldn't be Nick again. Nick was the runner-up in Caitlyn's season. Nick can't come back a third fucking time. So they they better not try that shit again in the next season of The Bachelorette. No, I... I think I mean I my I imagine ABC contacts these people and says, "Hey, we're going to give you the exclusive Ben's the Bachelor. Are you at all interested in coming back?" And then if they're not doing anything, cuz they've all got to be buddies, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they make it sound like there's all these like exclusive events that you Yeah, these parties yeah. they go to and they hobnob uh and They get nuts out. There's there's nuts out uh that they snack on. Um, yeah, no, that time we were talking about, like, actual legumes. And, um... You okay? It's thirsty work podcasting, (laughs) isn't it? It really is. Uh, I think we can start, like, sort of drawing to a close. I think we got a lot of good front runners this season. Well, no, actually, it seems like kind of a bad lot of people. Like, when we were drafting, we were having a real problem, uh, coming up with, coming up with the, the women we wanted to get on Yeah, the woman that everybody wanted on their team was Olivia. Olivia, the Austin, Texas ATX. She got the first impression rose. She's a news anchor. Yeah. She came out and she was like, I, I get a little emotional. Let's talk about she's a news anchor in Chattanooga, which is a pretty decent market. Like it's a pretty middle of the road like market for like news. And she said she was a lead anchor there. And she left her job to come be on to come be on This the is Bachelor. just like shop talk. I don't I don't understand the significance. Okay, of this. the significance is there's like I forget the numbers, but I used to know that when I was in, in broadcast journalism school, something like hundred and ninety markets total. And markets means like you know how like we don't just have like Austin news, like we get other counties and stuff. So mm-hmm. like each state might have a certain number of markets depending on how big it is. So say there's like hundred and ninety markets, how many lead anchors are gonna be working at each of one of those one hundred and ninety stations? Not a lot, right? Like the total number of jobs for lead anchors is like four hundred, maybe? tops and then you have like weekend anchors and shit like that it's a very small job pool to fucking bounce for that to be on the bachelor that seems crazy to me i mean you know she's probably banking and she's probably right she'll be able to get a job like that again after the show assuming she doesn't embarrass herself and she didn't 
No. She's she's a class act. Everybody wanted her. First draft pick went to went to yeah. Uh, she got all nervous and flustered when she met him, and she commented yeah. on his dimples. And then she said, "I have one dimple." And they both grinned at each other. Yeah. And he gave her the first impression rose. Uh, other front runners: Lauren B, flight attendant. Um, I thought that her intro was just so so, but then they had seemed like had a pretty good convo. And then yeah. uh, Olivia got the first impression rose, not Lauren B. Kayla, I'm very much into. Uh, I think she has a, a great uh, attitude, a very nice personality. Uh, she did leave her boyfriend after seeing Ben on yes. Caitlyn's season of The Bachelorette, which is one of the most bonkers things I've ever heard somebody admit to on this show. Rachel, I'm sorry. I have to leave you because... Uh, I saw I, RuPaul's Drag Race. I saw I saw Mandy... I saw Milk on RuPaul's Drag Race. I saw Milk on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I was like, I gotta bounce. I'm so, so sorry. But yeah. look, look at Milk. Now you understand. No. I, I I flooded my basement. I flooded my basement. <laughs> but she's got a good, she's got a great face, great personality. I think yeah. She ran out and she jumped and and made him catch her. And he was like, "Oh, that was so nice." And I was like, "That was so nice." Boy, I would like she to draft seems her. Fun. She got snatched out from under us, though. Yeah, she seems fun. She also sells software, so they could they spend got a lot talk of about. time talking about software. What kind of product management do you, do you do? You scrum? Yeah, I scrum. Do you scrum? Yeah, I scrum. This is what people sound like. <laughs> so anyway, there are three front runners on this season: Kayla, Lauren, B, and Olivia. Oh, we drafted fourth. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, we we did not get a tremendously good pick. One pick we did make though was Lace, and and you may remember from earlier in this podcast, she is the uh, the villain this season. At least that's how it seems. Um, she was. Completely unsatisfied all night with the amount of time and attention she was getting from Ben. Got a rose at the rose ceremony. Yes. I was like, why didn't you make more eye contact with me at the rose ceremony? Yeah. And and to be fair, it was very clear that it was like five or six in the morning by the time they were finishing that evening. She may have just been a little tired. Oh, and super drunk. Like that's, and, and a that's, little tipsy. That first yeah. night, I can't imagine what a gauntlet that is to get through because they don't, you know, they don't feed you. You yeah. know, you know, that is a liquid lunch and probably liquid dinner and probably liquid breakfast. But she was she was talking. They make you drink a glass of champagne at the end of that first rose ceremony at five thirty in the fucking morning. Yeah. It's torture. It's torture. It's really really rough. Yeah. Well, and you're drinking in the limo on the way to the mansion. Yeah. You got a good eighteen hour drunk that you are then like coasting off of the edge of, it, and you're just hoping you didn't say something super duper racist. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I mean people that get trashed are kind of judged harshly, but it's. I mean, it is all you have to that do. That would be me. I know that 100% yeah, for sure. If I rolled up on that show, when I get nervous, I get I drink. Mm -hmm. And then I would probably try and make jokes, like, about the nature of the show. Yeah. And when I would be drunk, like, that would be, that would come off very bad. Yeah. And then I would be probably sent home before the rose ceremony. Yeah, there's, there's no television. There's no social media. There's nothing. You can't connect with the outside world at all. There's, you can't speak to your loved ones you are sitting in that house all day and they have given you unlimited alcohol you can swim and you gotta swim that's a survival that's a survival instinct another McElroy pro tip get in that pool that cold water is gonna help you sort of stay sharp yeah and also if you have a like if you are well put together you got a tight body you're gonna let the bachelor or bachelorette Which see you in that every single person every single show. person does yes definitely kept it tight yeah um so, yeah, I think we can talk about the, like, draft rules and the rules of the show maybe in a later date. Just, like, yeah. sort of keep people up to date. Anything else people need to know if they've never watched The Bachelor before and, like, this podcast is sort of the midwife for their birth into this wonderful and occasionally kind of yucky new world? I don't think so. I mean, what you're going to see a lot of this season, you're going to see a lot of editing to, Here, have a drink. to suggest to you who the... What's wrong? There we go. That's talking, <laughs> talking juice is what I call that. Um, you're going to see a lot of editing to suggest to you who the front runners are, who the villains are, um, who's a good commentator, but not necessarily a good contestant. It's usually pretty <clears throat> obvious. Like who the winner is going to be is usually pretty obvious, except for uh, Sean and Catherine. Wouldn't have called that from a mile away. No, that's Because they didn't, so that snowball didn't start building until like eight weeks in and then they're still married they're still together they're expecting a baby yeah. that's the secret that's the fucking secret sauce is sometimes it does happen and it happens in week eight when you've gotten to know a person for two fucking months which i would say probably bare minimum you would need to decide like whether or not you wanted to marry somebody and it's yeah. a that's a bare minimum 
Yeah. And then the other thing you're going to see, you're going to see a lot of competition between the women. Uh, they're going to turn on each other. It's going to happen fast. They're going to get Rosie O'Donnell's going to show up and like cover him in Gak at some point and make him like dig for a flag and a giant pizza or something like oh. run around in a giant gerbil. Yeah, wheel. there's going to be some bands that you've never seen, but the contestants will all appear excited about to have them playing. Unless it's the fucking cranberries date. like it was last season in yeah. Ireland. Cranberries playing in a cathedral in Ireland. Are you kidding me? Of course I would have had sex with Nick, too. Of course I would have had sex with Nick, too. Yeah, of course I would have had <laughs> sex with Nick as well. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I would say I would say it, it comes across as a gross show about gross people, but I enjoy and look forward to that show more than a lot of things in my week. More than most things in my yeah. week, I would Well, say. we've made it fun. Yeah. Because we have a big group of friends that we all watch it with, and we've turned it into love football. And also, between the two of us, we usually drink like a bottle and a half of red wine. Yes. Which I, you know I'm into that. Yes. It helps. That's another McElroy pro tip. But this one's for the viewer, not for the contestant. Drink, just drink some red wine. Get some chocolate. Treat yourself. Treat yourself real nice. You've earned it. It's been a hard week on Monday. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like what I imagine in the old days was like a trip to the hair salon. You yeah. know, you get some good gossip. It's nice having it at the end of Monday. Yeah. Because it's like that first workday usually blows. Mm-hmm. But then you have like a fun thing to, to, to wait for that yeah. night. It's like a little, a little two hours a weekend. By the way, the show's two hours long. Prepare accordingly. I mean, at least two hours long. At least two hours long. Sometimes it... Now and then there's, there's like an hour long talk show afterwards, yeah. which I usually can't hang with. No, they bring on celebrities that are fans of the show to talk about the show. And sometimes it's interesting. Like Josh Molina was on Josh Molina was on. It's always fun to be like, oh, Lauren Lapkus like, is really yeah. into this show. That's really great. Um, I love finding out that other people are really into this show. But at this point, they are now our competitors to this podcast. Yeah. Well, and there's no structure to it either. So you're just watching a bunch of people that don't know each other sit on the couch and talk about a show they're kind of embarrassed to be watching. Yeah. Uh, and then they take callers. It's I wouldn't recommend watching that last hour. But... If you're new, perhaps it'll give you some insight. Yeah. Um, we got to wrap up because I'm a fucking hungry boy and we haven't started cooking dinner for each other yet. We do Blue Apron. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Apron. <laughs> it's sponsored by Audible. It's sponsored by Loot Crate. It's sponsored by DraftKings. It's sponsored by... Getting a nut out. Casper. Well, getting a nut out. It's not like a company that sponsors Plant- everything. Planters mix nuts. <laughs> they don't. They are not big. Uh, Nature Box has... They have nuts that they sell. So you're actually going to list real people that advertise on your show. Are you sure you want to? I'm do not that? just our show. Like every, we've, we, I don't think we've done DraftKings. I'm worried the content of this podcast. DraftKings be... brings you <laughs> the new hit Bachelor podcast hosted by Griffin and Rachel McRoy, and the title of it is Rose Buddies. Oh, that's not oh, bad. No, that's good. Wow. I really just flipped that, that one off incredible. the dome. Rose Buddies or Rose Rose Buds? We could do it like two Rose Buds with a Z. With a Z. That's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> rose buds with a Z or I rose like, buddies. I like rose buddies. Rose buddies. Okay. But we're not buddies. We're like spouses. I mean, we're buddies, but like we do like fun I stuff together. I mean, we were buddies though. first. Yeah, I guess that's true. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Rose Buddies. Maybe. Tentatively titled. <laughs> and we'll be back after the next episode airs. Um, the next episode will probably be shorter. We had to lay down a lot of groundwork. Let's go eat some food. So that's our story. That's how it goes. But who will get final rose? Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right, Reese. Right, Reese. Thank you.